It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're experiencing memory lapses, or what many call senior moments... I encourage you to stay tuned because we're going to discuss brain-boosting habits. That's right. <laughs> and you can start those today. And I'm Darlene Kavist, Certified Nutrition Specialist, Licensed Nutritionist, and host of Dishing Up Nutrition. And it's been a while since I've been here, but That's it's okay. glad to be back. Well, and I'm happy to be back in studio with you, Dar. Um if you are experiencing memory challenges, we really believe it is time for you to get serious about taking better care of your brain. Very serious. Very serious. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a fun topic. Yes. I'm Marcy Vasky, and I have a master's degree in clinical nutrition. That um, means she's kind of smart. Well, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and I'm also a licensed nutritionist. So keeping my brain fully functioning is something I have really great interest in. I mean, I spent a lot of time filling it up with some good information. I don't want to lose it. I agree. Um, So I also want to help others maintain their brain health. And today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company that provides life-changing nutrition education and counseling. And to all of our podcast listeners, I want to thank you for listening. You know, 12 years ago, when I started Dishing Up Nutrition, there were only a handful of local listeners. That's right. All my friends. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You called them each week. (laughs) You know, but because of your support, we have grown and grown and grown. At the start of Dishing Up Nutrition, you know, my goal was to help people all over the world understand and appreciate the power of nutrition. Now. I know there are people that laughed about that, (laughs) but today that's still my goal. And you've reached that goal. I I have. We have listeners all over the world. Yes, we do. You know, all of our uh, phone clients, I call in and say, I'm a, I'm a podcast junkie. I love that show, (laughs) Dishing Up Nutrition and you girls on that show. (laughs) I have people tell me that all the time. Yes, I agree. Way to go, Dar. Um, And, you know, to help us spread our information about the power of nutrition to even more people, we want to ask you to write a review on iTunes. Uh, It would be so appreciative of just taking a little bit of your time and effort. And we really would thank you for that. It'd be great. We would. Yes, that's for sure. So listeners, has this ever happened to you? You're looking for something, but all of a sudden you totally forgot what you were looking for. Never. (laughs) Or you put down your car keys and you can't remember where. You look all over. You just can't find them anywhere. So frustrating. Oh, they were in my pocket this morning. (laughs) Oh, you're right. (laughs) It does get frustrating when those moments happen. Or how about this? You start a conversation with somebody and halfway through, you can't remember what you were talking about. All of a sudden, you just lose track. I mean, it's kind Uh of embarrassing, depending on if it's not just your best friend that you're talking to, and a little frustrating. Yes. Or maybe this has happened to you. You have met someone several times, and when you're trying to introduce him or her to another person, you draw a blank. Oh, geez. On their name. I just can't remember their name. And you think and think and think, what's their name? 
Oh, how embarrassing it is. I know. Once again, right? I mean, I've done that too. And it's just, you think, I know, I know them. I know them. <laughs> um, or what about when you can't remember what something is called, an object? And you, you'll say, you know what I'm talking about? You know, that thing, that thing. <laughs> you're trying to describe it and yes. it's sitting right in front of you. It's... And you just can't recall that name. Exactly. Yes. You know, we're all jokingly called these senior moments. But as we get older, these moments happen more frequently to some people, it is. Right. And it's no longer funny. No. In fact, it's a little scary. Yeah. You may think, I'm losing my memory. I'm getting Alzheimer's or dementia. What's going on? Yeah, it is scary. You know, and anyone who has experienced a parent or a loved one, you know, having Alzheimer's, knows how scary and sad this disease can be. So you would, if you were having moments like that, you would certainly think of, wow, is, could this be me next? But this is, no, this is one reason why it really makes sense to listen to the show today yep. and to learn how to you know, build some brain-boosting habits into your life, into your daily life. So you do know, Marcy, last night on the CBS News, they actually had a segment, a two-minute segment on this very topic. Oh, perfect. And, I thought, and it was actually lifestyle factors that you can do to help maintain your memory. And so that's kind of what we're talking about when we're talking about brain-boosting habits. That's right. I mean, our habits may be just a little bit different than what they had on the news, but it is such an issue for people these days. So It is. So... I don't know if people, if you realize that losing your memory or even developing brain fog, brain fog, brain fog, what you know, it? you know, people have brain fog in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, their 60s, their 70s, yeah. and even into their 80s. And you know what? It is not normal. It is not normal. And people think it is. Yes. Just because it happened to you and your friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, at my age, it's you happening know? to my friends. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's normal and healthy. It's really a sign of trouble. It I don't is. think people realize that. I was just going to say that, you know, I have so many clients and I'm sure you've seen countless people come in and and just say, oh, you know, I kind of feeling like I don't remember things or my memory's not quite right, but that could just be age. Yes. And I always say, no, it's not your age. <laughs> Let me Let's, tell you what it is. Yes. <laughs> so here we go. What can you do to prevent to prevent some of those memory lapses or what we just talking about, that brain fog or basically losing your memory? Many ple- people really do believe there is nothing they can do. But we are here to tell you this morning that there is things you can do and it is it's get ready. Yes. Sit down. <laughs> Some of you may think once my memory starts to fail, that's it. It's too late. Again, you know what? That's not true. No, it's never too late. No. I always say that too. It's never too late. So let's think about this interesting fact. I love this. The average age of memory loss is 57, right? Mm-hmm. But for some, it starts as early as 45, Mm-hmm. And, and so that's right down the corner for me. So if I don't start <laughs> preventing some of this stuff. We won't tell you what I'm around the corner of. Okay. <laughs> you know, you may think that minor memory problems like the ones we mentioned earlier 
or forgetting where you parked your car, because we know we've all done that, are not even much of an issue. But however, these things really can be some early warning signs that your memory is in trouble. So here's an interesting thing. Dr. Paul, uh, D- Paul David Nisbaum, he's a neuropsychologist and he's the author of Save Your Brain, has been researching brain health and caring for patients with dementia for more than 20 years. And he calls these senior moments your wake-up call to put more time and energy into your brain. I love that. I know, I I do too, because, you know, I don't think people think of, you know, forgetting where they park their car, I can't find my my keys, as, as really a really dangerous thing or something that should wake them up saying, hey, I need to pay more attention to this. Mm-hmm. You know, and by now, I hope we've gotten your attention and you're peaked and you're interested to learn and listen to some more brain boosting habits. Think about this. Your brain is your most important organ. Think about that part right there. Right. I think most people would think it's their heart, but it's really your brain because your brain controls everything you do in your life. That's That's really impactful. We all understand that our heart needs nutrients to stay alive and healthy. And I'm sure most of us understand that our bones need nutrients. Well, I'm not so sure how many people understand that one. Yeah, right. But our bones need nutrients to grow and stay strong. Just like our heart and our bones, our brain also needs proper nutrients to continue to function well. So brain health starts with what we put in our mouth. That's right. I've heard Simple. it sometimes it's what's on the end of your fork. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> your brain needs many different nutrients to function well. It really does. And you know, as nutritionists, you may have guessed we believe brain health and good brain function start with what you're eating. But let's not forget and drinking. So do we need to go to break? I was just going to do Okay, great, Marcy. You're right on it. Okay. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And for all of our our radio and our podcast listeners, I want to let you know we started transcribing our radio shows a few weeks ago. So if you missed something, you can now go onto our website at weightandwellness.com and read the transcription, which is really exciting. So if you wanted to hear every single detail of our or, our podcast. Or maybe there's an author or maybe yes. there's a, a supplement, then you can really find the name of it. Yeah, that's perfect examples. So questions about your memory, call in today to the studio at 651-641-1071. Hey, Cravings, what's up? Not you, because I'm taking you down. Oh, didn't see that coming? Because I've always buckled under your pressure? Well, this is my house now. So bring it, ice cream. You want a piece of me cake? I see you in the pantry, potato chips. See, this super chick got herself to nutritional weight and wellness and learned that cravings aren't a willpower thing, more like a blood sugar, mineral deficiency, digestive thing. And eating in balance slays the beast. Animal protein. Healthy fats. Vegetable carbs. The Temptation Taming Trifecta. Make you shrink and me shine. Do I feel deprived? (laughs) Not when I'm armed with my nutritional weight and wellness num-num chucks. So step off, cravings, or I'll swing you into oblivion. (laughs) 
guess I better clean this up. Learn how to conquer your cravings with the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, on-site or online. Visit weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, I want to share a study published by the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. Over an eight-year period, they looked at almost 5,000 Americans, ages 45 to 75, and found that those who ate fried potatoes, such as French fries, two or three times a week, wow, Right. More than double the risk of premature death. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know French fries are usually cooked in unhealthy vegetable oils. Mm-hmm. These damaged fats can be very harmful to your heart, your blood vessels, and even your brain. You know, most of us love French fries, so make it a once-in-a-while treat. Perhaps once every three months. That's right. <laughs> Did everyone hear that now? Yes. Once every three months or more. <laughs> or, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing, you know, and I, I think there's a lot of people that eat French fries a couple of times a week. Oh, at yeah. Least. I think so, too. Or, we, you know. Maybe even every day sometimes. They have no idea that that's going to create premature death for them. That's right. Possibly. It- Possibly. Yes, not for sure. No, but they could cause so many other problems, like you said, just Mm -hmm. uh, high blood pressure in general, right? Yes. So we were talking about brain-boosting habits, and so one of the first ones is to limit your alcohol consumption. That's right. Did you know that alcohol is one of the most common brain toxins? Think about this. You know, when you meet your friends for wine after work, and we hear this all the time when we're working with clients, are you aware that alcohol reduces the effectiveness of how many of very of many many of your neurotransmitters, especially those set up for learning and memory? Mm-hmm. It is true that drinking three or four glasses of wine with friends is actually reducing your ability to remember where you parked your car mm-hmm. or what you were actually talking about. Right. And it's not that immediate effect of what you're feeling from the alcohol. No. Right? That's right. So think about this again, what I just said. I said that, you know, if you drink, it, it you know, three or four glasses of wine mm-hmm. or even two glasses of wine, it affects your memory. It affects your neurotransmitters in your brain that affect your memory because different neurotransmitters do different jobs. That's right. And so we know we have some that work for on our memory. Right, right. Um, and, you know, so so here's some good news, maybe. Some research has found that a small amount of alcohol actually enhances brain function. Mm-hmm. Now, talking small amounts, so what do you, what is that exactly in the world of nutrition, right? Or in the world of drinking. Or, yes, there we go. <laughs> This is what we're talking about is maybe having a, a glass of wine once a week. Wow. So that's not three or four a night. That's once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and research out of John Hopkins has reported that even a small amount of alcohol consumed daily can potentially lower your brain size. So liquor, alcohol is shrinking your brain, people. Exactly. That's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. So as your brain shrinks in size, what else shrinks in size? Your memory. Wow. 
So here is another great brain boosting habit is, you know, join your friends for happy hour because being social is good for your brain. But perhaps it's best to do is substitute mineral water for alcohol. You know, have the server bring it you a nice glass of, you know, put it in a wine glass. Yeah, put it in a pretty glass. You know, if you want, put it over ice, have a twist of lemon or lime. Mm-hmm. You'll be boosting your brain. You'll remember where you parked your car, and you probably won't even miss the alcohol because it's a habit of holding a glass. It is a habit, right? And you, sh- and this way, if you're sitting there with your little of you know seltzer water with your lemon or lime in it and your wine glass, you can really enjoy the conversation with your friends, and that's why you're out anyway. Exactly, and that's that's boosting your brain because mm-hmm. it boosts those neurotransmitters. Exactly. So here's another great interesting fact is that the part of the brain that is our judgment center isn't really even fully developed until we're 25 years old. (laughs) I don't think people know that one. No, and I sure wish I would have 20 years ago. (laughs) Maybe would have saved a couple brain cells. Possibly. (laughs) Um, You know, so a good brain boosting habit is is not drink alcohol until we are at least 25 years old. Mm hmm. That's what they suggest. And we know that's not reality and it's not going to happen with most young adults, um, but it could be helpful. I mean, now that you know, you can't unknow, right? Mm-hmm. So, but, but, you know, it's kind of interesting, Marcy, you know, kind of looking at that. When I saw the research about that, I thought, well, that's not going to happen to anyone. But really, there are a lot of people that have never had any alcohol in their life. And I was thinking about the people you know, one of the people that I've been reading is Dr. Daniel Amen talks about mm-hmm. he hardly ever has a, a glass of wine because he's he looks at people's brains and he knows exactly <laughs> yeah. what's going on with people's brains. Exactly. And then I thought, well, you know, my mother never, ever had a glass of wine or an alcohol drink in her life. Wow. Well, I am not quite sure, right. but she chose not to. But there's a lot of other people like that well, around. Sure. Yeah. And, and great for them because yes. they're protecting their brain. They are. So here's another one. Interesting. If you're a smoker or you chew tobacco or you use nicotine patches or even that nicotine gum, maybe it's time to stop because nicotine found in cigarettes, nicotine patches, chewing tobacco or nicotine gum prematurely ages the brain because nicotine constricts blood flow to the brain and deprives the brain of nutrients it needs. If you have quit smoking cigarettes and are now addicted to nicotine gum, right. and we know this happens a lot, yep. think again. Ask yourself, is my nicotine habit affecting my memory? And you know what? I bet you, if you're really honest with yourself, you're going to say yes. I know that it's not good for me. Right. But I'm so addicted. I can't even help it. Yes. Yep. So you just need to sit down and be real with yourself and maybe listen to some of these good brain boosting things that we're we're sharing with you today. You know, another brain boosting habit is to eliminate all sources of nicotine. And it may surprise you that over the past 20 years... Our nutritionists and dietitians at Nutritional Weight and Wellness have helped so many clients get rid of their nicotine habit. You know, we actually do have some special supplements and really some techniques to ease the anxiety of withdrawal. 
And we're here to help you when you're ready to, you know, give up that nicotine habit. You know, one of the things, Marcy, when I'm working with a client, and it's kind of interesting, people that uh, chew on nicotine gum. Yeah. They kind of don't really chew, but they got it in their mouth. And you can, if you're really watching them, and then you'll say, what's in your mouth? Right. (laughs) What are you doing? And then they have to give it up. Oh, no. I have nicotine gum. And then I know that we have a job ahead of us. Exactly. So as you're listening, maybe you're thinking, you know what? I don't drink alcohol and I don't smoke. So what can I do personally to improve my memory? Right. Well, guess what? It's more than doing crossword puzzles. It is, even though we want to just do that. (laughs) And it's more than playing computer games. It's getting at least seven and a half hours of sleep most nights. Seven and a half hours of sleep. You know, being sleep deprived hurts your brain. I don't think most people realize No, no, you're right. So if you're getting less than seven hours of sleep a night, you actually have a lower level of activity in the learning and memory part of your brain. Isn't that kind of scary? That is. Just think about that over our break, everybody. Oh, is that time for that? It is already. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to make you, you, our listeners, aware of next week's show called Natural Ways to Manage Chronic Pain. And this will be with our special guest, Greg Peterson, um, dietitian Cassie Weenus and nutritionist Leah Wetzel. Listen to this. Over 100 million Americans suffer from chronic pain. And in fact, chronic pain affects more Americans than diabetes, heart disease, and cancer combined. So as Americans, we really need to learn natural ways to manage some pain so we don't get addicted to pain medication. And that's been in the papers so much lately. Right. The pain addiction or addiction to pain medication. Yes. And if you are struggling with pain, I really invite you to tune in next Saturday morning to listen to the show. And we'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are in perimenopause or menopause, or postmenopause and have concerns about sleep, hot flashes, mood swings, weight gain, osteoporosis, or any other menopause symptom. All the fun ones. I invite you to join us on August 5th for the Menopause Survival Seminar. You know, come, come with your questions because we have the solutions you've been looking for. You know, I will be teaching with dietitian Joanne Rideout and nutritionist educator Chris Knavel. So grab a sister, a friend, a coworker, and make a day of it. And really, I promise you, you'll lose saying, what a great day of learning and inspiration it was, because that's what we hear every time we put on one of these seminars. People leave and say, thank you. Mm -hmm. I learned so much, and it was so much fun. Yes. So if you want to sign up, call 651-699- Three four three eight, or you know, I think you can go online and sign up too. Or if you just want more information, sometimes people like to know yeah. what's going on that day. Right. We have a lot going on that day. Yes, it's a great day, and I, you know, I have clients coming in all the time saying, "Oh, I went to the menopause seminar, and it was just so wonderful, and they just they just had a great experience and learned so many things." And um, yeah, so I encourage everybody, every woman out there, and even maybe you need to bring your 
partner, your significant other, your husband, bring them with. <laughs> they could learn a lot, too. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, when I put together that seminar, my goal was to make it just like that, where people can really learn something, ask questions, feel comfortable, and enjoy the day and meet some new people. Yeah. And get, become, you know, actually people become friends in that class. So. Well, sure. I mean, you're sharing a part of life that and we're all all women are going to ha- go through it and when you're so, when you're sharing about incontinence yeah. yes <laughs> you're right down to the <laughs> to the, the, the dirt yep that's right <laughs> oh so let's get back to brain boosting habits okay. right we were talking about sleep sleep yes and before we went to break dar was talking about how we need to get at least seven and a half hours of sleep a night mm-hmm. and so many of us aren't um, and what's happening? The sleep deprived, all of us sleep deprived out there are po- are really scoring poorer on memory and, and math test. You know, so they often have lower grades in school and actually children and teens need and function much better on nine to 10 hours of sleep. Lack of sleep is associated with that depression, ADD. And even weight gain. So, Marcy, you know what? How you've got seven-year-old twins? Actually, they're they're ten now. Ten? Oh my I gosh! I know. Three years. It, it, I how think did it that goes by fast. <laughs> ten years old now. Right. How many hours of sleep are they getting? Well, not as many as you want them to get okay. every single night, but at least nine hours, I would say, oh. during the school year is. Much okay. easier than the summer, but okay. So d- during the school year, they are getting nine hours of sleep. We okay. try very hard. So interesting research from the University of Chicago, and you know they have done so much work on sleep studies. They found that sleep deprived people eat more processed carbohydrates and are more hungry than those getting eight hours of sleep a night. Hmm, oh. Think about that. So those who are sleep deprived tend to become overweight. And have memory lapses. Wow, right? Yeah. So listen to that connection, everybody out there. Mm-hmm. You need to sleep mm-hmm. to um, decrease, you know, just those carbohydrate cravings. Right. In general. And I would say, you know, a third to at least a half of our clients actually probably come in. They do come in to our initial consults with sleep problems. Um, many people are only able to sleep about four or five hours a night. I mean, that is not enough sleep. Many, many, many people like that. They're really struggling. And, you know, as nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we have helped hundreds and hundreds of clients restore their sleep. I have so many people come back in and say, I am sleeping a lot better, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and they kind of were skeptical in the beginning, because mm-hmm. they really, you know, it's again, that connection between food and what it's doing to your body. You know, sometimes when they go from four hours and then suddenly they're sleeping six hours, they think, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. My life has changed. Yes. Right. And then when we can get them up to eight hours. Right. It's dramatic. Their anxiety level drops. Right. Yeah. And they're sleeping better. And yes. They are. You know, so how do we do that? Well, we work really individually with the clients And we try to determine what the cause of the sleep problem really is. Then we use and go through a, you know, just kind of putting a good eating plan together that's really specific to them and using a variety of supplements to help restore some good sleep. And sometimes it's very simple with these supplements. Exactly. Sometimes it's just adding magnesium. Right. Because they're so deficient in magnesium. Exactly. 
I mean, they're they're simple things, and they're non addictive types of supplements. Right, right. You know, and a very uh, very good brain boosting habit is to you know think about and try to get at least seven and a half hours of sleep most nights. And you know, we really do encourage that eight and a half to nine hours for even better brain function and memory. You know, after restoring their sleep, clients not only have a better memory. But many of them lose weight That's just right. naturally. Yeah. Who would have thought that having trouble sleeping is really a nutrition problem? You know, the truth is lack of sleep is one of the, or maybe it is the number one cause of memory problems. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, you look at, I mean, that was even on the news last night, I believe, if I remember right. That, okay. That lack of sleep is um, detrimental to your brain. Right. I mean, and I think we, if we could really get real with ourselves and mm-hmm. sit down, I think a lot of people would realize that, mm-hmm. you know. So some of that brain building habits are simple. For example, if you want better memory, drink your water. Yes. A great brain building habit is to drink at least eight glasses of water, preferably 10 throughout the day. And for your best brain function, you need to keep your brain hydrated. Right, Dar? So even that slight dehydration can damage your brain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, many elderly or older people, they get themselves in trouble when they limit their water intake because they don't want to be running to the bathroom all right. the time. Right. <laughs> we hear that all the time. And they come become very dehydrated. And then they even have more memory problems. Yeah. And let's just kind of think about this a minute, Marcy. Yeah. Who might become dehydrated besides the people that are not drinking water? You know, the first people that I think of, especially as people get older, that are on different kinds of blood pressure medications and they're on diuretics. Yes. And suddenly they start getting dehydrated from their medication, not realizing that they actually have to drink more water. Right. But then it goes back to that habit. Oh, I don't want to have to be run into the bathroom or, you know, they don't drink anything while they go before they go shopping because heaven's sakes. But they have to stop. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And then they they get into a pattern and that just precipitates poor memory. And then all of a sudden they're forgetting, you know, stuff and taking their pills that they're for their blood pressure medication. Exactly. So they get kind of caught in a trap. They do. Yeah. Yeah, so, but if they can kind of remember, they've got to make sure that they're getting in that eight glasses of water every day. Yeah. So that that keeps their brain functioning better and they have a better memory. Right, exactly. You know, and one of the brain boosting habits we teach in our nutrition for weight loss classes is to eat in balance five times a day. We right? teach that all the time, don't we? Yeah, it's not just nutrition for weight loss, no. that's straight across the board here at. Nutritional weight and wellness. So we encourage people to eat five balanced meals and snacks of an animal protein, like eggs, chicken, turkey, beef, salmon, maybe some cottage cheese, and then some complex carbs like broccoli or Brussels sprouts or the cauliflowers or the carrots or the green beans that are all in season now and they're tasty. And, you know, when I'm working with clients, I call those Vegetable carbohydrates. I do too. (laughs) Um, And beneficial fats like olive oil, butter, 
coconut oil, nuts, avocados, olives. Those are wonderful fats for our body and our brain, right? Mm -hmm. Our brain is made up of fats. Mm -hmm. So why do we recommend five meals and snacks daily? Well, it's all about maintaining that balanced blood sugar. And we've talked about having balanced blood sugar a lot. So yes, the brain-boosting habit of eating balance in balance five times a day protein you know the vegetable carbohydrates and beneficial good fat is key to better brain function and better memory that's right i mean you know but it's it's a habit and it's a hard habit for most people to get into to eat five times a day it is it is that a lot of times they just say i have no time mm-hmm so it's time for another break. Okay. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and today we're discussing that brain-boosting habits. Eating more fish is an excellent way to brain-boost, is an excellent brain-boosting habit, mm-hmm. right? A study published in the British Medical Journal reported that older people who ate fish only once a week have a significantly lower risk of developing brain problems. That's kind of amazing. That is. Just once a week. And another study found that older people who ate fish once a week decreased their dementia by 33%. That's pretty significant. That's Yes, it is. So what's the best fish to eat, you might be wondering? Well, wild-caught salmon or fatty fish like that halibut or mackerel. So for good brain health, let's skip the deep fried fish sandwich at the fast food restaurant, Mm -hmm. right? Because why? Well, they contain those silly old damaged fats, and they're just not good for our brain. So if people have questions today for us, our number is 651-641-1071, and we'll be back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you haven't heard, this week we are offering 15% off of any of our NutriKeys vitamins and supplements. And today, Saturday, July 22nd, is the last day of the sale. So I think it might be a smart idea to stock up on your omega-3 fatty acids for your brain. Because, you know, that's what we have in our brain. It's make, it's mainly fat and it's mainly mainly. Omega-3 fatty acids. That's right. Or maybe magnesium glycinate for your sleep. You know, we have a lot Perfect. of people taking four to six magnesium glycinate at bedtime, and it helps them with their sleep. It does. And then we have another great product called Crave Control Plus. Mm-hmm. And it helps to control your cravings for mainly sugar and processed carbohydrates. So stop by one of our seven offices or order online at weightandwellness.com, and you even get free shipping. So if you have any questions, you can always call our office at 651-699-3438. And we were talking about the brain-boosting habit of eating in balance five times a day. That's right. Protein, vegetable carbohydrates, and beneficial fats. And that's going to help our brain function better. It is. It really is. And we continue to teach this to our clients and to our class uh, participants in our Nutrition for Weight Loss series, uh, mainly because we know it's, it's not only is it good for, your, for you and your brain, but it's also really great for weight loss. It's simple. 
you know, I want to read what Peggy said about her experience with um, taking our Nutrition for Weight Loss series. And by the way, Peggy lost 15 pounds. But what's even more important are her comments. She said this, I thought this class was going to be just about losing weight, but it turned out to be so much more, so much more about food for my health. My energy is now through the roof and my mental capacity, my memory, my concentration is incredible. Mm -hmm. Amazing and so much more than I ever thought. You know, we hear that from a lot of clients that are taking our classes. Once they start eating in balance and they're drinking their water, they're getting their sleep. Right. Suddenly their memory is so much better and their anxiety is so much lower. And they feel so much better overall. So, you know, an interesting common saying is you are what you eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We all know that your cells in your body and your brain need good nutrition to function and stay well. So if you skip breakfast or you skip lunch, where does your brain get nutrients to function? It's a question, isn't it? Right. And they need it to function so that you can properly Maintain your memory. So sadly, as your nutrition declines, so does your memory. That's right. So these lunch skippers. I know. Because I have to work and I have to work through lunch and I don't even remember when to eat. Or breakfast skippers. I I can't get up. I can't get up to make breakfast. Exactly. You'd think again because otherwise you won't be thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Right. You know, and when you skip a meal or a snack, your brain can become deficient in glucose. And when your brain is deficient, you can experience what we talked about earlier, that brain fog. Mm -hmm. Or have problems with word recall and often end up with maybe even a headache. Agree. A lot of people, that's what causes their headaches. So skipping meals or snacks is just not good for your brain. Think about how many times, how many times do you really eat each day? I know. It's amazing. We have seen clients, well, let's see, well, a couple of times a day they eat. Mm -hmm. Some people eat once a day. Right. It's just shocking. It really is. So again, are you taking your lunch breaks and eating a meal? You know, (laughs) your lunch break is not to run errands. Uh, You need to sit down and relax. Yes. (laughs) Researchers have found that employees who take a lunch break and actually eat lunch are more creative and more productive. I love that. A good brain building habit is to avoid skipping meals. It is, we call it the self-care for your brain and your body deserves it. Your brain really deserves it. It really does. I mean, if you're working, just think how hard you work. Mm-hmm. If you work at work, if you work that hard on your brain, you'd, probably, you'd be more productive and more creative. Exactly. And it just means taking maybe a 30 minute break. Right. And bringing your lunch from home, mm-hmm. which is going to be healthy. Yes. And that works. Protein, car, fat. Yes. <laughs> you know, and uh, just to maybe kind of recap what we've talked about today, mm-hmm. Dar, you know, we want to suggest the following brain boosting habits. Right. So one of the things we started off with today was limit your alcohol. So what we really talked about is maybe one alcohol drink occasionally. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if that's once a week, once every two weeks, whatever it is. But it's like one glass of wine or one alcohol drink is probably okay. Right, right. You know, we know that alcohol is a toxin. So when you go three, four, five glasses of wine. A night. You know, one person said to me yesterday, you know, who can really stop with one glass of wine? You know, you open a bottle of wine and say, who can really stop with one glass of wine? And what he said is, you know, I'm not going to open that glass of that bottle of wine because that's safer. Start. Right. Yeah. yeah. You have to know your limits, you know, and of course, be social. Yes. Get out, have fun with your friends, your family. It's great. That's great for your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, we also talked about today just cutting out nicotine in any form. Be done. So when we think about cutting out nicotine, because it is a strong addiction. It is. And it's hard to get over. And most people need help. And that's nicotine gum, too. Right. Any kind of nicotine. Um, and don't forget, you're going to cut your nicotine out, like we just said, but you're also going to sleep seven and a half to nine hours most nights. You need to get that sleep in. And if you're really having trouble sleeping, and we know that so many people do have trouble sleeping, we really work hard. And there's so many different ways to help people sleep. You know, it's so many different factors when you're really looking at people's sleep patterns. Exactly. So we really, we really look carefully and help people with the right nutrition and also with the right supplements to help them sleep. Mm-hmm. Supplements that are not addictive. Right. Because that's, that's going down another rabbit hole. Yes, for sure. You know, and we don't want, we want to remember to drink, drink water, eight to 10 glasses a day. Stay hydrated. That goes along with eating in balance. Exactly. Right. You know, we've talked about eating in balance a lot, some animal protein, because that supplies the nutrients for your neurotransmitters. We talked about eating vegetable carbohydrates, and I think generally everyone agrees more people need to eat more vegetables. Oh, for sure. Everybody. And and you know what? It's interesting. When you put that butter on the vegetables, more people eat vegetables. I know. It tastes delicious. Yes. And so butter also is good for your brain. So is coconut oil. So is olives, olives. olive oil, yeah, avocados. Yep. And of course, don't skip meals or snacks, right? Mm -hmm. Goes right in with the eating and balance. And, you know, it takes, it's a long time to think about how you do that. So we have a lot of other uh, bone building, bone boosting habits. We do. And it's, the brain is really complex. It's a complex organ. So you got to take care of it, everybody. Our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.